0: Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd Wait, whoa, is it, is it that time of the week again? Why, yes it is. It's Nick's Nerd News time, and of course I'm your host, Nick. Like would you expect anything different? Well, folks, January is almost over, and we've reached a uh, a breaking point if if you will no i'm I'm kidding that's that's uh that's not true. There really isn't a breaking point in in any way shape or form, but as of this recording, Kingdom Hearts Three is out, so we'll be talking about that next week. Unfortunately, it did not get to make it to this week's episode, so if you want to know how I feel about that, make sure to come back next week. If I'm not uh, just high on life after after the Super Bowl, but I don't want to jinx anything, so let, let's just not talk about that. But as per usual, let's just uh, let's get right into it, huh? Let, let's let's start talking about video games because that's what we're here for, are we not? But anyway, so I'm, I'm sure a lot of you saw, but Am- Anthem had its its VIP demo this past weekend. Things did not. Did not go smoothly at all. And a, a lot of issues had to do with the servers and, you know, of, of people trying to get into the games and, and things like this. And, and it's an unfortunate thing that this has to happen, what, a month before launch. But again, it's a good thing this is happening, though, at the same time. A, a lot of people think that, oh man, Anthem's going to suck, blah, blah, blah. But this shows that there was overwhelming. There was an overwhelming push to play the game, I'm sure more than EA expected, since their servers crashed. And uh, uh, BioWare said that they're going to add a social hub that they, they weren't planning on before after listening to player feedback. The the private be- uh, the public beta slash demo is this weekend, so a lot more people can come in. So this, while a lot of people are, are, are saying doom and gloom for the game, which is just ridiculous, because of the, the, the things that happened. It's a good thing that Bioware is being very open and honest with everyone about about what they're gonna change for the main game. Because that that's what these demos and, and private betas and, and things are for. It's to help see what might be broken or what's not broken and, and so that they can try and fix it before launch. And they, they actually came out and said, like like, hey, we're we're trying to fix these things. We know this is a problem and we hope to figure it out for the next open open beta this weekend, which is gonna be a whole, whole lot more people, so that everything could be ready to go by the twenty second. And and it's been awesome that they've been so forward and forthcoming on this, especially considering EA and all their other shitty practices that they that they do. But no, that that's a that's a great thing. And and speaking of bioware, it, it turns out that they've been trying for years, and, and I mean years, because we're approaching the 15th anniversary of Knights of the Old Republic 2. But they've been trying for years to make Knights of the Old Republic 3, and apparently EA has has not let them. And this is all according to Kotaku's Jason Schreier, who, I don't, I don't know how this man does it, but he gets, like, all the crazy good scoops. And he just has, a lot of people trust him because he's a great author, he's a great jour- games journalist, I mean, he's just a great journalist in general, but, like, I, I think I've said before, but definitely check out his book, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, uh, it's about game development from about 10 different studios for several different games, and all the trials and tri- tribulations that, that go in into game development, but anyway, uh, apparently, this, is, this came out after, of course, EA canceled another Star Wars game, but someone had asked about KOTOR 3 possibility of that. Apparently, uh, Bioware has been been trying for a long time, and EA always puts a stop to it, and, and that's a shame. Granted, EA wants them to continue working on other games that, that could be monetized, of course, and, of coor- and then at the same time, they for sure want to make sure that they don't put a nail in the coffin for... The old, uh, the old Republic, which is their giant Star Wars MMO, because uh, certainly a KOTOR three or Knights of the Old Republic three would definitely really stop people from playing that game. Still, sure, it will have it, its 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 fans still, and people will still play, but a, a new Knights of the Old Republic would really put a damper probably in in the player base of that game. And of course, this is all speculation. But I I and I and I, I gave the old Republic a chance. You know, I played for quite a while. And somehow, at some point, I just hit a wall with my character. I, I was paying for the game too, so I this was before it had gone free to play. And again, I, I hit a wall with my character, and I I just couldn't beat a boss. I I then tried multiple other characters, and and then I just got bored with the game. I I mean, games like that, MMOs, are I I think, I personally feel I should say are, are just not my cup of tea. It's it's not something. It's not something that I, I, I would willingly go back to, and I, I, I guess... I mean, I know you're supposed to play with people and things like that, but it just wasn't... There's too much going on, and there there's so many other minor things that you need to keep keep track of and take care of and, and all this other stuff that I just... And granted, RPGs are very similar, There's but there's just so many other things going on and keeping track of and, and skills that there's so much more micromanaging, I should say, and, and I'm just not... Uh, that's just not my play style, and and I've even tried WoW. I got like thirty days free once, and it just it wasn't for me. And I and and that's the thing. It's like MMOs, I guess, just aren't my 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 go-to. Granted, I've sunk a lot of hours into Star Trek Online, which is technically an MMO. Well, it is. It really is. It's not technically it is, but probably because there's ship combat, and I probably dick around more in my Starfleet. Vessel than I do on on the ground because I just have so much fun uh, pretending to com- command my uh, make believe USS Enterprise. So that that uh, granted that that's something different than than a standard MMO because standard MMO you just have a ground character, you have a mount and and different things like this. Whereas in Star Trek Online there's a whole space element to it where you can fly around in your starship and then go fight the Klingons or the Romulans or something crazy like that. And that that just that's a whole different element than what you would get in a normal standard MMO. And, and speaking of speaking of getting like a, another game that we deserve, like I would totally love KOTOR 3 because the first two games are amazing like high standard for Star Wars games. If we could get like another Star Trek ship game, if, if anyone out there is listening because well, Star Trek Legacy was a great game 10 15 years ago at this point, I think. No, 10 years probably, not 15. Uh, can we please get another Star Trek space fighting game, not not some stupid mobile game, like an actual console game, please or computer. I'll take that gladly. But let's uh, let's hope that EA let's BioWare make KOTOR 3 at some point in the future now that Anthem is uh, the bulk of work on Anthem is done and seemingly Mass Effect is on hold, and of course, yes, they're working on another Dragon's Age, but that's that's a different team. So let's uh, let's get KOTOR 3 made, huh? Let's do this EA. Let's hop to it. But uh, let, let's keep moving on here. Here is something I, I didn't expect to say so soon, but Fortnite was almost overtaken last week on Twitch. And obviously, that is no longer the case, but Fortnite was almost dethroned by I Shit You Not, Sea of Thieves. Okay. Sea of Thieves was the game that almost dethroned Fortnite. How, how insane is that? Like, I, I want to say, I, I saw this. I, I guess there was something going on that they were given a lot of uh, Microsoft or Rare, someone paid a lot of streamers. I, I don't know the situation. So, uh, granted. Any A lot of people, a lot of streamers get paid to play games. That That's just how the industry works at this point. But it was at, like, Sea of Thieves was holding strong at, like, around one fifty to 160,000 people. And Fortnite was at, like, 175. Like, I, I, I couldn't believe what I saw. And people were like, oh my god, can you believe this? We were so close, people. We were so close to dethroning the king who shouldn't be the king and and it it just it didn't happen. And granted, Kingdom Hearts Three is out now, and 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 things like that. So uh, something could come in its place. Something could come in its place. But when Fortnite has a hundred thousand more viewers than the next than the next game, then we know that, uh, fucking Fortnite. God damn it, bullshit. It's bullshit all around. And uh, here's no surprise here, but Red Dead Two, best selling game of 2018. And it was only out for the last uh, two and a half months. Granted, Super Smash Bros. was the best-selling game in December. And Nintendo Switch, actually, was the best-selling console of 2018. These these are all U.S. numbers. This is reported by the NPD group. They, uh, they track sales numbers and things like this. But Red Dead Redemption, while it was beat out in October, ended up being the number one game in November. And then, ultimately, uh, completed... At number one for the year. That's insane that a game that comes out. Granted Call of Duty does this too. A game that was only out for two and a half months. Was able to be the number one selling game of the year. Granted multi-platform things like this. So that that's going to happen. And it's a rock star game. So it's going to sell well. Because they just print money. Whenever they goddamn well please it. And uh, so Far Cry New Dawn comes out next month. And Rage 2 comes out in May. And... A lot of people have noticed a lot of similarities, considering they both take in, take place in like apocaly- apocalyptic wastelands, and there's a lot of uh, fun, fancy, free colors in use, like pinks and blues and highlighter pastel colors. So Ubisoft and Bethesda actually poked a little fun at each other with their game covers and color uh, color schemes, and it's it's fun to see competitors interact with each other like this on on Twitter this was on twitter uh similar in in ways that um that other companies have started to follow in other industries you know wendy's is, has led this charge whoever whoever runs wendy's twitter is just an amazing twitter uh person or writer comedy writer like i hopefully they're like a legit comedy person in comedy writing cuz they they could just run the world at this point but um it it's really nice to see companies like that interacting cuz you don't you don't get a lot of that in competition nowadays and people treat each other like crap and 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 other toxic things but it was nice to see some fun interaction because the similarities are a little too too on the nose luckily the games come out multiple months apart so they don't uh they don't eat eat, eat into each other's sales granted far cry new dawn is not a fully priced game so that makes more sense so, in a bit of shocking news, especially for a game that has yet to come out, but the head writer on Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, uh, and he was actually a creative director on The Witcher three, and had worked on on the previous two Witcher games over at CD Projekt Red, but he's actually left CD Projekt Red for Blizzard to work over it for them, and I wonder, I wonder if they're going to have him work on on the new Diablo game since he he's familiar with with uh, you know, medieval lore and like witches and wizards and shit. So good fit for him though. Blizzard Blizzard needs it because I know Blizzard's been losing some people and Activision's stock has not been great lately. But um speaking of developers, how about this? Uh there was a new survey that went out that that they do every year apparently that they give um they give all these like up to 4,000 game developers just to kind of do a state-of-the-industry type thing. And they, they ask all, all sorts of different questions in, in regards to that. And one of the questions had to do with, do you think the, the industry should unionize? And about 47% of them said that they should, yet less than a quarter of those people that said yes think it will happen. So it's widely known that in the game development industry... It's long hours, no guarantee of overtime, a lot of what's called crunch weeks where they're working like 100 hour weeks and not always compensated for it. They're not always recognized for their talents. It's a it's an oversaturated industry at the same time. So th- there's even if some of these people wanted to unionize and, and there were some of these comments in the in the survey too. It's like even if they wanted to, these companies, these, these publishers and stuff have enough money to just push those people out of the way, and there's enough people waiting in the wings who they can just go and hire and replace them with. So it's it's an unfortunate thing that we even have to come to this. I mean, I, I personally believe unions are not necessary anymore, per se. Granted, some some industries maybe require them, but at the same time, we're, we're starting to see a, a coming back to things similar in the gilded age where a lot of employers would take advantage of their employees and, and, and i'm not saying that this applies everywhere i just know in the gaming industry it's, it's a it's an unfortunate thing that this happens that there's a lot of turnover um a lot of a lot of uh unhappy folks and and uh the fact that over half of them want to unionize, there there should be some things that should be put in place, especially after that report that last year Rockstar got in trouble for having multiple hundred hour weeks. Some people don't even not even getting paid overtime. So, granted, it's not required. That's not something that that has to be done by law. Dep- well, it depends on the state and things like this. But uh, hopefully this uh, hopefully this gets the executives listening, and and maybe some things can can be made for the better in the gaming industry. But but another tidbit from this, which isn't surprising at all, is that about 18% of developers are currently working on next-generation games. So this same survey found this. So 18%, probably, uh, and and there was a new report on this. Sony has shifted mostly to first-party development, so or to next-gen development. So this could be part of that. Most of the the Microsoft studios. That were just recently purchased. Most of those games are going to be next gen because obviously we're at the tail end of the current generation, with most uh, most industry experts expecting the next gen to launch late next year. So it, this isn't a surprise. And hell, we know Bethesda is because the Elder Scrolls Six is going to be on next gen, and Starlink or Starfield, whatever they they're calling their sci-fi game, that that's pretty much next gen. So who knows? Uh. When we'll when we'll hear more about that, but here's something here's something that that's shockingly upfront and real and honest that you don't see from a lot of developers or or publishers really for that matter. But Nintendo came out and said that Metroid Prime Four has pretty much been completely overhauled and started over, and they they weren't getting what they wanted or were expecting from a high caliber Nintendo game in Japan. So they're actually going to go back to Retro Studios, who created the first three Metroid Prime games on, on GameCube, and they're starting over from scratch with them. So that means, unfortunately, Metroid 4, Prime 4 is probably delayed. I mean, we never really got a, a timetable on that game anyway, but at least we have a better understanding on what's going on and, and why it is delayed instead of it's just delayed. And and it's refreshing to see a, a, a company, especially a company like Nintendo, to come out and say what happened, why they were doing this, and and why they're restarting. So it's it's um it's a nice breath of fresh air compared to some other things like you know how Duke Nukem Forever took what almost a decade to make, and Kingdom Hearts 3, which is now 13 years later, and and Crackdown 3, which has been delayed multiple times. So it's it's nice to get a message like this, which y- you don't normally see. And I'm sure Nintendo didn't want to have one of their um. Prime franchises, really. That's been dormant now for two generations, really, because it wasn't on the Wii or the Wii U. Can you really count those as separate generations? I mean, I, I don't know, but that's um. But yeah, I mean, they they want to make sure they have a hit that's just as good as Breath of the Wild and Super Mario. Can't even think of the- Odyssey. Almost forgot the name of that damn game. But yeah, so- sorry, I was wrong. Um, Metroid Three was on the Wii, so there was, it was the last Metroid game, but it's been, man, it's it's been over 10 years at this point, so Metroid Prime 3, okay, so 12 years, came out 12 years ago. I mean, the franchise has been dormant over 10 years. Uh, I mean, granted, you had a remake of Metroid 2 for the DS, but it's a remake that's not really a new game in the franchise, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of time for that, because Metroid is up there as under Mario and Zelda Samus is, uh, is a, a mainstay, especially in all the Smash games, so people know who she is. So yeah, some it, it's a good thing it's coming back. But another thing out of Nintendo, out of Nintendo's uh, other premiere franchise, official Pokemon dress shirts were announced that are going to represent all one original 151. Uh, no word on pricing or, or release date yet, but they look kind of cool. They're all long sleeve. So if... You want to get your Pokemon on at uh, work. Now's your chance, and uh, we all know Game uh, Kingdom Hearts Three is now out. But um, little little mishap at, at GameStop, they uh, allowed way too many pre-orders to go through for the Kingdom Hearts Three PS4 Pro, so GameStop had to cancel a bunch of them, and that's unfortunate because that was an awesome looking special edition console that uh, now not as many people who were hoping to get their hands on it are going to get their hands on it. So that's too bad, isn't it? Well, uh-oh. Then we actually got some news on the Dragon Ball Z video game front. Season 2 for DBZ Fighters, or Dragon Ball Fighter Z, uh, however you want to call it, uh, announced some, uh, some of the new fighters for that. Brawly is going to be one of them. However, it's the DBZ version of Brawly. It's not going to be the new dragon ball super movie brawly so anyone who's been wanting to fight with him can and then we got a surprise announcement for project z which is new dragon ball rpg game which is actually supposed to come out this year so that trailer looked cool it's got the traditional dragon ball animation i'm excited for that a little different because to me fighter z or fighters was a, a little bit of a disappointment in terms of god that game's been out almost a year now that's crazy um just in terms of campaign and playability and things like that. Granted, I don't have a fight pad, so I just get wrecked online. So I'm hoping to change that this year, especially with Soul Calibur 6, which I've barely touched, and Dead or Alive 6 v- uh, coming as well. So that's it for video games, though. And uh, with January ending, of course, that means a lot of things are leaving Netflix, a lot of things are coming to Netflix, and I always like to talk about that. So things leaving Netflix are Black Dynamite, the Black X. Ex- Blaxploitation film, Children of Men, Alfonso Cuarón's movie, Uh, The Original Clerks, Shaun of the Dead, great underrated movie. If you have not seen it, I urge you to go watch it before it's off Netflix. The Big Lebowski, one of the greatest comedies of all time, Something, a movie that I I really enjoy and kind of try to live my life around, and you guys have known that if you've been listening to the show since the beginning. And The Bourne Ultimatum is leaving next month, coming next month. Are the first three American Pie movies, so American Pie, per- American Pie Two, and American Wedding. Jaws one through four, uh, a new Ray Romano stand-up. Interestingly enough, Chef's Table season six, uh, some kind of special called Unsolved Tupac and Biggie. It seems pretty interesting. Uh, Jeopardy Collection two, so more Jeopardies being added, and then Dragon Prince season two. I know a lot of people enjoy that show. It's a great uh, Lord of the Rings type fix. So that's all coming to Netflix in February and let's uh let's kind of get into TV here so uh, I'm not gonna talk about true detective because I'm a little behind honestly and I've been watching when I'm really tired so I don't really have much to talk about next week though i'll I'll talk about quite a few episodes that we can talk about because a, a lot of things are going on in this show and if if you're not a hundred percent paying attention then you're just gonna get like left behind folks so let, let's uh, let's let's just put a pause on that for this week, and and we'll return in the future. But other TV news, not a, not a whole lot. Cyborg is officially joining Young Justice, as he wasn't really there before, um, especially considering he's always in a constant flux as being a member of the Teen Titans of the Justice League, and I, that changed recently, obviously with Rebirth and everything. But he is officially joining Young Justice. Cyborg's getting a lot of love over on DC Universe. I mean, he's going to be in the new. Um, Doom Patrol show. He's going to be on Young Justice finally, so it's great. Hopefully, that movie still gets made. We also got our first look at John Crier's Lex Luthor for the Arrowverse. Oh God, I, uh, Jesus! Why does Supergirl continue to come off as the cheapest show? That the, you can tell he's wearing like a bald, a bald, um, a bald cap, and he's got this weird like goatee. I it just you can tell it's John Crier, and it doesn't. It just doesn't scream lex luther at me and and that's a problem that, that's really a problem and then uh let's just kind of go back to netflix wrap around here before we finish off tv but netflix is uh, adapting a couple different things they're looking to reboot unsolved mysteries which was a older show hosted by robert stack where they would just talk about mysteries that were never solved you know hence the name unsolved mysteries always missing people murder strange things so that that's cool I wonder if there really is that many unsolved mysteries nowadays because, you know, everyone's got a camera and a phone in their pocket, unlike back in the 80s and 90s. And then Netflix is also looking at re-creating uh, a live-action Resident Evil series. And the same company that produced the films is, is attached, and they're talking about expanding the, the lore and, and the, the world and everything like that, but they didn't really announce if if it's it's part of the movie series or not or if it's going to be like a complete reboot cuz i know the movies are being rebooted so so it will be interesting to see how that plays out and it could actually end up being really good cuz netflix tends to do stuff so but i mean it's slow week in in tv world surprisingly it's it's january a lot of shows are coming back from their winter breaks i will say again you know let me let me talk about the manifest real quick now they're bringing people in that were missing for a time period but not on the flight and in, like, different parts of the, the U.S. And it still has to do with, like, the mind melding and, and shit that's going on. I, I, I don't know, man. This show... I love it. I love watching it because it's, like, turning into a train wreck kind of. But, oh, God, I, I hope I hope they figure out a way to end this show on a high note and not be, like, lost and get all weird. But... We'll see. We'll see. The got a lot, lot of months of TV left, huh? Anyway, let's um, let's get into movies, huh? Let's uh, let's keep this train rolling. I'm gonna talk about the Oscar noms in a bit, 'cause there's just one of them that that really stands out to me. But uh The Sopranos prequel movie is moving forward, and James Gandolfini's son is going to be playing a young Tony, which is cool, 'cause it's his son, so he knows how to be his dad, things like that. It's going to take place in the 60s in Newark and kind of go between like a mob war between black gangs and the Italian mob. Uh, turns out that into the Spider-Verse almost had a Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, and Andrew Garfield cameo. The scene was written, and they cut it at the last minute because they didn't want to create confusion among the audience, which I don't know how that would have happened considering it's a movie about multiple different spider people from multiple different universes. So that's um, I, I mean, I mean that's literally the whole plot of the movie. Hopefully they, hopefully they get it, in the s- work a, find a way to work it into the the sequel, which we all know is pretty much coming at this at at this point. Matt Smith, um, also known as the twelfth the Doctor, eleventh Doctor, um, before Peter Capaldi on Doctor Who, has been cast in the Morbius, the Living Vampire Spider Man spinoff movie. Warner Brothers has announced that the next Christopher Nolan event movie, is what they're calling it, is coming out in July of next year. So I'm sure he's going to start filming that pretty soon. I'm not a big Christopher Nolan fan. I think he's the most pretentious director in all of film. All of cinema. And, uh, what's this? Look at this. Uh, Roman Reigns is getting his feature film debut. He's a wrestler. Uh, He's going to be in the Rock and Jason Statham Fast and Furious spinoff movie. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw, and he's playing The Rock's brother, which is funny because in real life he's actually The Rock's cousin, and uh, a lot of these wrestling guys end up being good actors, so The Rock, John Cena, maybe Roman Reigns this is his next thing since he's not wrestling anymore because of some health issues, but we'll see. The Jane Silent Bob reboot has been officially given the green light, it will start filming at the end of the next month, Smoochie-boochies, everybody, huh? More Jay and Silent Bob, I'd never say no to that, I can't wait. Cannot fucking wait for that movie. Detective Pikachu already has a sequel in development, and that movie's not even ke- close to being out yet. Why Why can't we just get a fucking live-action with Ash, please? Or or something that like revolves around the games. Just why, why another Detective Pikachu? Let's just see how this does first, and then do a live-action Ash movie. That That's what we all want, people. That's what we all want. Patty Jenkins, the director of the Wonder Woman and upcoming Wonder Woman 1984, has said that if Wonder Woman 3 gets made, and I'm sure at this point it will, because the first one was amazing, did very well. Pretty sure the second one will probably do that as well, just based off off the initial buzz, but said it would tell a more contemporary story. So I'm I'm guessing it would be post Justice League, like some of the other um, single movies that have been coming out lately. Space Jam 2 starts filming in June with LeBron James. Oh my God! Why, why are we getting just Space Jam 2? Just don't, just don't do this. I don't care how good LeBron James is. Does he really need to be in in Space Jam 2? Does that need to be a thing? No, it doesn't. Nobody's... I'd rather have Space Jam 2 with old-ass Michael Jordan again. That'd be better. Bumblebee 2 is in development. I don't know where the story is going to go on this movie, because Bumblebee... The first Bumblebee movie takes place in the 80s. The first Transformers movie came out in 2007... So there's only about a what, twenty year gap at the most. And at the beginning of Transformers, it looks like Bumblebee is still a bug and hasn't really done anything in in, in the time. So if they make a Bumblebee two, I think you'd have to go back in time and maybe go back to like him fighting in World War Two and shit, like they kinda hinted at in um Transformers the The Last Night. Is that what it was called? I don't know. Fucking shitty movie is what it was. But they they should tell more about bumblebee and his exploits before he came uh before the 80s and granted i i don't know if they talked about that at all in in the bumblebee movie i i didn't get a chance to see it but who knows we also still don't know if the gambit movie is going to be made especially now that disney owns all that stuff apparently Chan- channing tatum is rumored to now both direct and star so I I it's like just kill the movie already. Just just do it, just beat it, just take it out to the back alley and just shoot it dead. Just kill it. It's never going to happen at this point. Ryan Reynolds was doing press for Deadpool 2 which just only recently opened in China and said that Deadpool 3 will go in a completely different direction. Obviously, now that Disney owns the property and we'll see how they they treat it. Apparently Triple X 4 is also happening uh based off a listing saying a composer had been hired. But I feel like Vin Diesel would have talked about that somewhere saying like, Oh, Triple X four is coming back, you know, Xander Cage is returning again. But I uh, I heard the last triple X wasn't that good. I don't know. The second one was garbage. The first one I don't even think I've ever seen the f- the first one. I think I've only seen the Ice Cube one, which is a terrible movie. But hey, Vin Diesel's somewhat bankable, so that that makes sense. And then I know we talked about RoboCop Returns recently and how I'm excited for that. The writer, who actually wrote an original sequel, so he actually wrote a sequel to the original RoboCop and they, they brought him in to kind of fix, fix it to help turn it into RoboCop Returns for Neil Blomkamp and says it will be a proper Verhoeven movie because Paul Verhoeven directed the original And uh, Neil Blomkamp wants to make sure also that Peter Weller is involved in some capacity. Whether he be the voice of RoboCop again, or play a villain, or or something like that. But it um, looks like RoboCop Returns might actually get made. And if Peter Weller's back, I am 100% on board. 100%. And then of course, uh, to just finish off today, the, the Oscar nominations came out. And no surprise, a, a lot of great movies were nominated. But one thing that stood out to me was Black Panther was nominated for Best Picture. And I understand the cultural significance around this movie. I, I, I don't want to come off as as disingenuous or a, a anything other than just a, a movie fan, a cinephile, if you will. And 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 I, and I saw Black Panther three times. So I, I don't want to make it seem like I hated the movie. I didn't. I didn't at all. But is it best picture quality? And that's the problem here. Are we nominating this movie for the sake of nominating it, Be- because of it, its stellar cast, because of what it means for the industry? Are we are we turning a new leaf forward, or are we nominating it just to appease those things? And not really do anything. Is it just a, a a a band-aid on the problem that that requires more than a band-aid, and and that's the situation I'm 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 kind of questioning. Black Klansman is also nominated for best picture, and that movie is superior to Black Panther in just about every way. The casting is a hundred times better. The story is a hundred times better. The 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 fact that it's an adaptation is is a, a whole lot better. And it also had a great director in Spike Lee. And it tells a more more real story, a more grounded story. Something that people can identify with a lot more than they can with Black Panther. And also with Black Klansman. Is it, is it, it, it doesn't try to sugarcoat things. And it, it doesn't try to... It, it tries to expose you to the realities of, of the situation and the world today. And I think Black Klansman is more relevant today... Than Black Panther is, and Black Panther is a superhero movie. It's a Marvel movie. It's cookie cutter at 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 its finest, and that that's not to say that the cast acted phenomenally, phenomenally, ugh, because they did. What I'm saying is, it was a subpar movie when 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 you look at what it's up against, and that includes. So these are the nominees for Best Picture: Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite. Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. Okay? I, I don't see in any way how it could beat those movies, except maybe for Vice. So, so I, I, I get why it's nominated, but is it doing it in service to that, or is it doing it to actually bring the needle forward in terms of progress? And, and the only person I think... Who exemplifies that more in that movie is is Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger. And I, I don't I feel like he should definitely have been got, given a shout out more than anything for the role he played. But I, I just don't feel like Black Panther deserves to be nominated for a best picture. I, I just don't. And I know that comes off as as a certain way. And, and I don't want it to be viewed that way because i I can't talk to the life experiences to, un, to truly understand what 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 happened in that situation but i I saw of, of all the movies that are nominated for best Picture I saw three of them okay and we have we have eight movies I saw three out of the eight and I know people that saw a stars born and Bohemian Rhapsody and said that those movies are equally as amazing. So we, we, we really have to sit back here and, and and ask ourselves... Do we want things to be nominated because of what they are... And just for the hell of it? Or do we want to not nominate movies that are actually... Things that represent the truth in the matter... And help people understand why things need to change... And why things need to be different. And I think Green Book if anything, is is a prime example of that as well. I, I haven't personally seen Green Book, but I understand what it what it's the message it's trying to tell. The I understand the story that it represents and, and Mahershala Ali is in that movie and he's a great actor as well. So I, I just I, I'm I'm questioning if if this is just pandering or if it's if it's actually genuine. And and that's why I'm concerned. But, unfortunately, I don't think it has a shot in hell to win. I don't care how much money it made. Okay? It it just, when you're comparing it to those other seven movies, it 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 just does not compare. It doesn't hold a candle to those movies. And Ryan Coogler is a great director. Michael B. Jordan is a great actor. Chadwick Boseman is an amazing actor. I just feel like this is pandering... At the tenth degree, and that's unfortunate. Because it, it, it that spot could have gone to a much better movie and instead it, it's being given to a subpar superhero movie in, in terms of the whole MCU. And and yes, I, I like I said, I saw Black Panther three times, so I, I can speak to this. I, I was able to notice the things that were wrong and each time I saw it. Okay. And yes, it's in my top five of Marvel movies, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it, it's, it's a good movie. Okay. Top five Marvel movies is like top five ants on the ground. Okay. In, in terms of, of the movie industry. But when, when you weigh it against actual honest movies and not popcorn flair, it, it doesn't stack up. It just does not stack up. And I I feel like it, it's just it's it's disingenuine. But I, I don't want to go on this rant forever because we'll never go home. But that's it for Nick's nerd news this week. We will be back in February. As always. Just keep living. Don't uh don't let anyone get in your way. Don't let anyone tell you what to do. Just just live your own life. Be Make yourself happy, okay? Do things that make you happy. Don't do things that make other people happy because you'll always be in service to others if you do that. And that, that's just not a way to live. Don't forget to check me out on the new website, nixnerdnews.com. Check me on social media, Nick's Nerd News. obviously, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever your social media platform of choice is. And uh, catch you guys next week. Check you out on the flip side, all right? Have a good one.